Welcome back, my friends. Happy New Year. I'm so excited for 2024, and I hope you all are too. We're going to kick 2024 off with a repeat guest with fantastic new information and insights for you. Dr. Matthew Letterman is a board-certified internal medicine physician and CNVC certified trainer of nonviolent communication. He combines conventional Western medicine, nutrition and lifestyle medicine, nonviolent communication, polyvagal theory, and trauma-informed somatic principles and pain reprocessing to create a groundbreaking health paradigm. He has been a successful corporate leader, starred in the life-changing documentary Forks Over Knives, lectured for E. Cornell, serves as an adjunct medical school professor and corporate medical advisor, mediates family relationships focused on building and enhancing connection, and has co-authored six books, including a New York Times bestseller. After 10 years of serving Whole Foods Market as their vice president of medical affairs, helping launch their national comprehensive medical and wellness centers and integrated hospital and insurance networks, Dr. Letterman moved on to co-found his new ventures, We Heal and We Be Calm. Both are the culmination of decades of learning and practical experience organized into tools and resources that do everything just short of guaranteeing lasting health, joy, and satisfaction in your life. He's just an amazing all-around person. That bio clearly gives you a picture into his achievements and successes. But I think my favorite part is he's just so grounded and easy to talk to and just a wealth of knowledge, of wisdom, and goodness. So here we go with Dr. Letterman. All right. I am so excited to be back with Dr. Matthew Letterman. This is our second recording, and I was thrilled to have the opportunity to do this. We, I actually went back because I wasn't sure what exact date we recorded before, but the last one was published on May 2nd of 23, which is crazy to me that we're almost a year out, but, and lots can happen in a year as we will talk about. <laughs> Apparently when you are a creator, you can create a lot in a year. So I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me, Claudia. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So last time we we did, you know, my my routine primary question. So we'll skip that this time. But for those who don't plan on, and I encourage you to go back to that one if you haven't already listened. But for those who don't plan on it, can you give a brief just sort of summary of, of your journey and your work and how you would like to introduce yourself? Yeah. So we talked last time about our uh most recent book around called Wellness to Wonderful and trying to redefine optimum health as living in a state that we, def, you know, we call life is wonderful. So our goal is to help people walk around. And when you ask them how they're doing, they say, life is wonderful. You know, life is just really good. You know, we have our ups and downs, but overall we just, you know, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. And that's what we're focused on. And everything that we do is geared toward, whether it's with families and kids or adults, or when we work with companies, it's helping them identify what's preventing them from being able to say life is wonderful. So I think I really have been... book was focused on that. And then, you know, we're talking today about something else that was helping us with that. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. I was going to say, I think I have been really great since that interview about saying fantastic. Like my, my verbiage is different, is different. And I appreciate that because it has brought to light how routine we can be with 
it's fine. It's okay. You know, but why does it have to just be fine or okay? So I, I say fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if I say wonderful as much as fantastic, but either, either way, uh, definitely has heightened, <laughs> heightened since our last yeah. interview. So fantastic. There are lots of things to cover today and I'm really excited about your creation. But first I would like to just know, I had recently made a post on LinkedIn that talked about how the language that we use and our choice of activity really impacts us in so many ways. And specifically talking about whether we choose to complain about the current state of affairs, whether it's in our world and the healthcare system and health, our health state in general, whether we choose to talk about that, you know, just continuously, or we choose to create, we choose to create something that either has never been created before, or we choose to create content that's enlightening. We choose to create a podcast. We choose to write a book you have, and I believe wellness to wonderful was your sixth book, right? So you've right. got six books and now we're going to talk about this newest creation and then what's in the pipeline of creation. So I would just really love to know what inspires you to be on the creation side. Well, I think it's normal to think about what's not working in your life. We talk about from a nonviolent communication perspective, so needs that aren't being met. And and when you just talk about the problem, you want to use that the, the problem to help you connect to the feelings and needs underneath, right? So if I'm talking about, oh, everybody's so mean and nobody's nice to each other anymore and everybody's complaining. Okay, so maybe the under, I'm feeling a little bit discouraged, a little disheartened. And maybe my needs are more connection and more inspiration and more hope, let's say. Right. So once I get clear on the feelings and needs, I can take a second to really check in and say, what can I do or what can I ask other people to do that will help increase the chances of those needs being met now and in the future? So I always try to lead my life from that perspective of, okay, it's okay to be unhappy. It's okay to have unpleasant things happen and name them, acknowledge them, but then let's change and shift towards strategies that will meet needs. I think a lot of people aren't don't understand that framework or aren't clear what they're not needing. They just can point out what they don't like, and that's at a very superficial level. So they never feel satisfied because they never get to that depth of feelings and needs, which will then lead them towards where they want to go. So that's what I use. And when I'm connecting to a need that's unmet, I then think about, well, how can I meet it? And that's what leads me to create. I love it. I love it. I think we need so much more of it, but I'm so thrilled that you are part of that creation and invention. And so we'll, we'll talk about that today. So let's dive into why the creation of this new device. So we be calm. I would just love to know from inception of coming up in your mind, like, let's just talk from where, where did this come from and what inspired it to come to creation? Yes. Yeah, so with with the We Be Calm, it originally was came to me many years ago where I used to think about people trying to get them as a doctor, trying to get people to stop smoking. And when we took away cigarettes and told them to stop smoking, there were so many needs in our effort to meet a need for health, right? I go down to the needs level. There were so many needs that were not met when you took away the cigarette. And I think when people just say, take some nicotine gum, you're not meeting those other needs. And when that's the case, I then think, okay, well, I don't want people to just go along without meeting those needs. Let's figure out a way to meet them in a way that also meets our need for health. So for example, when I when you smoke cigarettes, inhaling smoke with you know, nicotine and all the other stuff that's in there is not good for your health. But stopping every hour 
to go outside with friends for a smoke break and take 20 deep exhales, right? Because you breathe in quickly and then you blow out the smoke slowly. It's super good for your health, right? So we took away the one hour break with friends and community and taking 20 slow exhales every, or 10 to 20, depending on how much you did, right? But that, do you see what I'm saying? So I needed to figure out how do we get people to take those regular breaks around exhaling and slowing down. Because I think that's really good for your body. And then we sort of morphed into We Be Calm to help uh, kids calm. Uh, so it wasn't just for adults. What I really would love is for everybody to take the We Be Calm device that you know that I'm holding here and to take those We Be Calm breaks every hour like they would for cigarettes. And if they could do it together in community and say, let's all go downstairs and take a We Be Calm break every hour. That'd be fantastic. And people have no idea how amazing they would feel if they did that, right? When I do diet and lifestyle change, eat the American diet, you don't realize how bad you feel until you switch over. Similarly, you don't realize how bad you feel from the dysregulation of your nervous system where it's in fight or flight all the time until you go and do this, you know, this regular breathing work to get your body out of fight or flight into the, into the calm sort of parasympathetic state. So anyway, it's it shifted, and then we found that kids were particularly um, open and sort of, you know, malleable or plastic, right? They were able to very quickly use this tool to calm their bodies. So we started focusing on children, even though I would think it can help everybody. And we, I give a lot of my clients, I have them use the WeBecom. But it was, we then sort of targeted children because there's no, a lot of parents don't have any tools to help their kids to calm down other than yelling at them to calm down. That's how my parents did it. Calm down, <laughs> right? Stop it. That was the tool we had as a parent, right? And bedtime, people are jumping, kids are jumping all over the place. Get in your bed, lay down, right? Or you threaten them. Those are our tools. So imagine if you said, hey, kids, you know, your body is, is feeling a little bit out of sorts right now. It's a little bit jumpy. Would you be willing to try doing the weavy calm with me? And I would enjoy the calm too, where we take five exhales using this device. And I can explain how the device works, but that's what sort of pushed us in towards the weavy calm focusing on children was to help them in all these moments where they're jumping all around. They're really upset where they, you know, they're so upset they can't even talk. They're angry and using a tool, you can help them get to calm without it feeling like punishment, criticism, blame, or any other unpleasant emotion. So interesting. I love how this began as a potential to help people quit smoking and give them another tool. And it sort of evolved and morphed into a significant need uh, as a mom of a now teenager who could still definitely benefit, uh, even though we don't have bedtime issues anymore. But I completely understand all of those struggles. I would love to know your thoughts on why we as a society, definitely our children and, you know, younger generations, why we have such dysregulation of our nervous system. What, what looks different now that is causing this or has this, do you feel like this has always been the case and our grandparents just, there were, there were no tools. So it was just suck it up and figure it out. Or do you really feel like we were, there's a change in, in the, our, the era that we're living in that is creating this? Oh, there's definitely a change. And there's this idea of how the, the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system works. There's think of it as the sympathetic, you know, as the fight or flight. 
And then there's the parasympathetic, which is the sort of calm, rest, digest, reproduce, sort of that sort of healing, right? So, and it's a balance. It's like a yin and yang that's always going, right? And there's maybe a little bit more sympathetic, so a little bit more parasympathetics, depending on what's going on. But they're they're sort of opposing, you know, and they're and they're working together based on the environment. So if the environment is experiences threat, you're going to sort of pull down the parasympathetics and increase the sympathetics, right? To prepare for the threat, to fight the threat. Ideally, you fight the threat and then the parasympathetics go back on, right? That's how it works. What's happening though is the, you need to, it's like a muscle and it's, a, it's learned, right? Our default is the sympathetic drive, right? Because our body, it's, it's, evolutionarily uh, imperative that we are we don't have to turn on our defenses the defenses are default state right you don't want to have to be like oh is there a tiger maybe i'll get up worked up for this time. no it's just boom right so the ability to turn on a parasympathetic that's a muscle and you need to practice it and learn it and there's maybe you know there's a lot of different variables but some are which how do your parents work with you how did your parents interact with you was your environment growing up more threat or more safe right there is do you get practice doing things that stimulate safety right so i think of safety or what turns on the parasympathetic is like nutrients in your diet but instead of it being food nutrients it's sort of spiritual emotional mental nutrients and what you want to do is give your body these safety nutrients over and over again throughout the day, just like you need to eat nutrients multiple times a day. And what's happening is we're getting all sorts of stimuli that are turning on the sympathetics and we are not getting the stimuli that turn on the parasympathetics, right? So to me, that's what's missing in our environment. So if I'm putting, if I have a video game that's, you know, shooting this and killing this and running over there and, oh my God, I died and I got to move or I'm watching a TV show where the 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 call the climax of the movie is the good guy kills the bad guy, right? Or beats up the bad guy, right? It's all of that, for example, or my parents are yelling or running around, or come on, you gotta move into this and you gotta do that. And, or you have friends that are they don't have any communication skills, and the way they handle pain is by saying, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Right? That's a threat, right? You will lose your connection with your mind. All of these are are putting your body into what we call threat physiology. And we have to shift that. We have to shift it back to safety physiology. One of the most powerful ways to turn on safety physiology is through the breath. And remember, your body, physiologically speaking, reacts to physical threat, a tiger in the room, the exact same as it does to mental threat, or it reacts to mental threat the exact same as it does physical threat. So whether you're thinking about a threat, or you're actually experiencing a tiger in the room, you're still getting pro-inflammatory cytokines, adrenaline, cortisol, getting shifts in blood flow, tension in the sympathetic nervous system, right? That's all happening. So I, people, when if the only difference is with psychological threat, you can't get away from them. An actual physical tiger you could get away from. So what we want to do is say, okay, we are being bombarded with threat, psychological, spiritual, emotional, mental, that is keeping our sympathetics on at all times. And or and or not teaching the parasympathetics how to go on. And think of it as if you are constantly experiencing threat, it's like a guitar that was tuned too tight. So now you're at this high frequency sound, 
and you need to retune your guitar so that it's it comes back down to that safety frequency. Right, you're at this threat frequency. Retune the guitar to safety frequency. How do you retune that guitar? Breathwork is an is a fantastic example. There are other things you can do, but this prolonged slow exhalation, and that's where we can actually talk about the weekend. We took three different pathways. Right, we took one pathway is that prolonged slow exhalation through the breathing tube. Tube it's limited that you can't blow out comfortably unless you're blowing out slowly. So you breathe in through the nose, out through the tube. Then there's the next piece is this this uh, indicator device, and when you're as you're blowing out, the ball is held up top. So as long as you're slowly exhaling, the ball is aloft. So there's something called focused attention, that mindfulness that also calms our body. And then third is through the outflow track, you get this white noise, which is auditory regulation. So you put all all those together: slow exhale, fo focused attention on the ball aloft, white noise causing auditory regulation. And you have this really powerful, calming, calming message that goes into your body. And the key is to do that regularly throughout the day. You can do it in the heat of the moment, but I also suggest people do it regularly throughout the day. In fact, I give people a challenge to do it multiple times during the day. You know, set your alarm to do it every couple hours. I have one at my desk. I have one by my car. I have one by my bed. I use it when I wake up, when I go to bed. I do it in between meetings. So after this call, I'll do five breaths. And then I use it before meals, right? And what's going to happen is after a couple of weeks of hitting your body with those safety, calming nutrients over and over again, you're going to see a shift. And that's what I want people to sort of write in. We, we tell them to write in to calm, the email address, calm, C-A-L-M, at webecom.com, which is we W-E-B-E, and then calm with a K, K-A-L-M.com. So it's super fun to give people these challenges because it really changes their life. I love it. At first, when I saw it, it reminded me of an incentive spirometer, but like a really fun one <laughs> that had a lot more mm -hmm. functionality, but it really does have a lot more functionality. Obviously that is more of a medical device for specifically, you know, pulmonology type things, but that's what I initially thought of. And, and as you're talking about it, it just makes so much sense because we talk about tools like breathing techniques and we talk about white noise, but I don't know of a of a tangible tool that pulls all of this together in that way. And it, and it looks fun. Like it looks like a child would, would like to play with it and to try it. And, and I love that they've been open to it in your experience and in your, in your market research. So yeah. Would... And, and, and real quick about the incentive spirometer, the difference with the incentive spirometer is you're inhaling, right? So you breathe in to keep, and this is common where people will think, Oh, it's an incentive spirometer. And with you breathe in to get the ball off to try and fill up your lungs which is actually the opposite of what we want to do, which is the slow exhale, not the deep inhale. The deep inhale is not going to stimulate the parasympathetics and the calming. It's the slow exhale that's going to stimulate the parasympathetics and calming. So it's, it's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that's an important point to differentiate that for people. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's kind of kind of an opposite, similar visual with the ball, but but right. definitely a, a difference in inhalation focused versus exhalation focused. And exactly, um, and exactly. It, and it just looks fun. I don't think an incentive spirometer is drawing any <laughs> other than to maybe bang it on the ground. Uh, <laughs> so I would love to know what has been the responsiveness. So as you mentioned it a little bit, but as you brought bring this to varying ages of kids up to teenagers, I believe you you. Um, 
um, go through that age or in even adults, you mentioned you're using it and other adults using it. Uh, what has been the responsiveness and feedback of using it? Right. So the, the benefit of the tool is in addition to those pathways um, is working with your kids, which is actually a fourth pathway we talk about of calming, which is co-regulation. So using the tool with your kids and how you introduce it will make the difference, right? If you think of it as a pacifier that you just stick in your kid's mouth, it's not going to be effective. But if you say to your kids, hey, would you enjoy feeling a little bit more calm in your body and more peaceful? Right? I would, and I'd love us to work together. There's this tool called the WeBeCalm that allows us to feel more peaceful and calm in our bodies. Can we help each other do that? Because I'd love to feel that way. If you, and would you be interested too? Right? So if I introduce it that way, now we're collaborating and we're doing it not as a punishment, but as a way to feel better in our bodies. And then we, it comes with these bracelets um, that say we be calm on one side and then we be in this together on the other. And the idea is that uh, with my family, we have an agreement. When you hold up the bracelet and you say, and my kids do that for me because they'll usually notice when I'm feeling tense before I even start to notice it. They'll say, hey, dad, are you starting to feel a little tense? Would you like to use the we be calm? And they'll hold up their bracelet. And that's sort of symbolic. And in a way, it's, it communicates a lot of care and love and that, hey, they're just trying to help us meet our own needs for feeling calm because then we can be more connected and caring in how we show up with each other. So I want the kids to get the same experience. And when I give the, when kids are introduced in that way, and I say to the kids, I get their permission, would you be open to when I get a sense that you're feeling tense, that I hold up my bracelet and give you sort of the, you know, an opportunity to feel more calm in your body by using the we become, would that be supportive to you? And they'll usually say yes. And then in the heat of the moment, I'll say, oh, you know, is this, is this working for you? I'd love to try it. What do you think? And they can buy in and do it. And then they do the breath and they'll feel great. And then we have a lot of success when that's how it's introduced as a partnership with your kids, especially when you as the parent are also willing to use it when the kids suggest it so that it's not just a punishment for the kid. It's actually a tool that supports kids and their parents. Mm -hmm. I love the shift in languaging specifically talking to kids and using words like partnership and opportunity. I don't think those are words that are often used and, and it often does feel like a command or a demand and not an opportunity. I think an opportunity gives the other person plenty of options to say, no, thank you for the opportunity, but no, you know, but your, your uh, kid was not that, you know, not, not that case. And, and I think that opening the door to allowing them to make that decision is fantastic. Something that we don't do, do enough of. So I, I, I kind of love the reframe and the verbiage that you're using with your kids. And it gives well, us a lot. Yeah. That's something that we really, uh, coming from our nonviolent communication background, we teach a parenting style called um, collaborative, non-permissive parenting. Collaborative, non-permissive. Collaborative meaning we work together as a team. Non-permissive meaning I'm not just going to meet my kids' needs. We're going to meet my needs and my kids' needs. And we're not going to rest until we find a strategy that cares for all of our needs. So that is the energy with which we approach the We Become and introducing the We Become. Um, we actually have a column on our the We Become website called Dear Weeby. And it's with a different parenting issue that people will write in and, and we'll talk about how to approach it from that collaborative, non-permissive parenting style. And then we also provide coaching for parents and families. 
Because it's really about, that's what the We Become is about. It's about regulating the nervous system so that you can connect in a more effective and enjoyable way with each other, which makes life more wonderful. And like I said at the beginning, that's really what we're trying to do is help people make life more wonderful. And for a lot of kids, they need regulation of their bodies before you can even they can even take in empathy. And they need empathy before they can change behavior. Right. And they can, before they can connect. So a lot of parents go right to behavior change. And what we find is that when the kids behave, bodies are regulated, they naturally head towards more pro-social behaviors. So it takes a lot of the work out of the focus of behavior change, because now a regulated kid that has empathy and care and trust will want to show up in a way that's different than how you know, the behavior you might be seeing that you want to extinguish. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's really, I haven't heard specifically of that approach, but it all makes absolute, absolute sense. And I uh, definitely will like to learn more about that. I think I inherently do some of that, but I think we can all, (laughs) as parents, we're um, oftentimes stumbling and failing forward. (laughs) So I definitely could learn more tools and have more tools in my toolbox and in my son's toolbox. The amount of stressors he has and I watch his peers having is like overwhelming for me to even watch. So I can imagine what it is to live in that. So I I love that there is uh, that type of approach to parenting, but also that you have created this tool. And as I'm listening and as I'm kind of thinking about the utilization of a tool like this, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a independent healthcare advocate. And, and I imagine a variety of ways adults could be using this to regulate their nervous system around new health diagnoses, you know, doctor's appointments that are stressing them out, the amount of stressors that are just, if we just talk about the containment of the healthcare system, this could be utilized in so many ways and uh, could, could certainly help. Maybe we get rid of white coat syndrome. I don't know. We'll see, but I, I love the, the concept of it and the, expansive potential for its utilization in practice. So yeah, if if people are willing, if people are willing to use it, and to me, there's using it reactively in the heat of the moment, very effective. And there's also the proactive use, right? And I think we want to have both if we want to get the most out of this and the most healing. It's almost like you can't eat a healthy meal just when you're sick, right? You want to eat healthy meals every day, multiple times a day. You can't just exercise once when you're feeling weak. You got to exercise every day, right? So a lot of the stuff that makes us healthy and gets us to that state of life is wonderful requires regular use versus reactive, which is how our current healthcare system is. Oh, I broke something. I have a problem. Let me try and extinguish the problem. And the good news is we become works for a problem. But if you want to get the most bang for your buck, it's using it throughout the day. And that's why we made that. We really wanted to make them very affordable, right? So you could have them all around because they're not, they're not only have those three different pathways, but it's symbolic. Just seeing it on my desk, I'm more likely to do it than if I don't have it. Seeing it next to my bed, I'm more likely to do it, right? To me, putting it on the kitchen table before my meal. But we found that patients prefer their meals. If they did it, just five breaths before their meals, they reported back that they felt more um, a, more power, more agency around aligning their behaviors with their intentions. 
So if they wanted to eat in a certain way, they were able to be more intentional when they took five deep, you know, prolonged exhales and the we become with the focused attention, the white noise, it helped them sort of reset before the meal. So you can see how it has this ability to impact all throughout your life. Yeah, it really makes me think of, you know, making the concept of mindfulness tangible. You know, I think um, I, I'm a huge proponent of meditation, mindfulness. You know, I, I definitely have been working on my own spiritual journey, but I think a lot of that for a lot of people, if it's new to them, can feel very nebulous and difficult to access. And so I feel like having a tangible tool like this um, brings it to something that's very doable and and it's, it's steps. Like you just do this. Um, and it's not, um, you know, meditate. It's fine. Everybody can meditate, which, you know, it's true, but it's people feel like they can't, or they've already made that decision. And it's, and it feels a lot less tangible, a lot less doable. Mm -hmm. So this is very accessible. Maybe you can, um, demonstrate the use of this tool. Yeah. Yeah. So you blow, if I go to the sign, I, you breathe in through the nose. I'm breathing, I'm breathing through the nose and I'm doing a slow exhale and you'll see the ball go up. And I count to, we count to the number, I count the 10 seconds, but if a kid's seven years old, they would count for seven seconds. So the parent can sit there and actually count as they're going. So it would look like this. Then I do another exhale. And I would repeat that five times and then I would check my body. And then if I wanted to do more, I can. And what's nice is this attachment comes off the indicator device attachment. So you can just have this and then it's silent. It doesn't make any noise. You can put it in your pocket and use it where you, if you don't want to have this on as well. So it gives you that flexibility to very easily just have it in your pocket. And that serves as a reminder to do those breaths regularly throughout your day. People are not going to realize how amazing they feel if they can remember to do five uh, prolonged exhalation breaths every hour or in between meals or in between meetings, before meals, when they wake up, when they go to bed. It takes less than a minute to do it and it each time. It's really going to change their lives. So interesting. I feel like I want my son to to have one in the car because he's almost 16. So I feel like no, no driving until you do this tool and calm down. Uh, I, yeah, I already, I already imagined so much utility with it. And I, I think it's fantastic from a research, uh, data point standpoint, since a lot of people who listen in the audience are, uh, more, uh, scientific, maybe healthcare professionals and might want to know a little bit more on the research end before we, we wrap up. Well, before we move into the pipeline of your creation, uh, what, what have you seen from, uh, you know, numerical or more data driven standpoint, um, as far as like, you know, changes in heart rate, changes in respiratory rate, what, you know, what types of, what types of data do you have from looking at this? Yeah, so there's data. We put that. There's the science uh, on our website about prolonged exhalation, about auditory regulation, about focused attention, about co-regulation, and there's data on all those different pathways. And then we're looking 
to do a study in a, a school, you know, just a small pilot study around the impact on the classes that use it versus classes that don't. So we're looking to get studies specifically on the, you know, using the WeVCom, but there is data on all of the pathways that the WeVCom employs. And we highlight some of that on our website and it can affect um, like, you, you know, you name some of the things, you know, subjectively, you know, mood and affect, it can affect things like blood pressure. It's, it's really important though, that people try it and notice themselves. For example, we'll have our kids will say, Hey, dad, I'm fine before bed. And I'll say, Oh, you're fine. Would you be willing to do the weedy come just to show how long you can hold the ball up? Because when we're uh, mobilized, we have a harder time with slow exhalation. So what's funny is, oh, I'm fine. I'll do it. And then they'll start and they can only hold it up for three or four seconds. And they'll look at you like, whoa, I guess I wasn't fine. And then they'll do the weeby calm and then they can hold it up for the 10 seconds. But they can see and feel a difference. And sometimes they can't notice it in the moment, their ability to know what they're feeling, which is actually a really important skill to teach children, right? That interoception where they can figure out and identify what am I feeling so that they can take action to address it. But this is a great tool to give them a line of sight into, oh, maybe I'm more mobilized than I realize. And it's not about parents shaming them. It's about helping them become connected to what they're feeling and then be able to take action to address it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gives the kids a sense of agency. And I think they, they definitely could use that. Amazing. I really appreciate you explaining this to us and for you, um, creating like we talked about in the beginning i think there so many of us maybe have ideas but don't execute on them and so i i love that you are in the uh, execute on ideas journey and that includes what's in the pipeline so whichever way you're able to and however much information you're able to share about your upcoming journey into ai yes so one of the insights i talked about regulation and connection one of the things that we teach is nonviolent communication and when i worked with you know, companies and people and families, they all would say, oh, this is great. And they'd watch me do it, but then they would have a hard time going back and doing it themselves. So we wanted to create a tool that they could have access to 24-7 that could be the same as working with me. And then it can, so we trained an AI in nonviolent communication to be able to role play and work through tough conversations and scenarios with you. It can give you empathy, can help you get clear on what you're feeling. So remember I talked about understanding what you're feeling and eating. It's very, very good at digging deeper to help you figure out what that is and, and work with you on that. And then once you identify what you're feeling and eating, it's going to help you role play conversations with other people, even your inner voice that might be preventing you from doing something. It can role play with your inner voice and it can play those parts with different personas. So you can say, I want you to play defensive, play that person as guilt inducing, play that person as super connecting, play that person as critical and angry. So if you want to practice working with someone who's really angry, it will role play with you. And then during the role play, it also will coach you on how to respond to that person so that you can increase connection. And then it can help you strategize and sort of summarize key points. And so all of that is available to you 24 seven and at a much lower price point than having to work with a coach privately. So that's that's in the pipeline, and we're just starting to demo that 
for uh, companies that are interested in creating a culture of connection that is so uh, badly needed right now. And I see such utility. I mean, because teenager years are my world right now, the teenagers could use so much of this coaching of communication, oh their communication style via text and phone and discord and whatever apps they're using uh, is quite different from our modes of communication as we grew up. So yeah. I, I feel like so my, so, my son needs so to So painful, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I think all kids need one because their go-to when there's pain is to push it away, right? So I hear a lot of, well, we're not friends anymore. I don't want to be your friend or they, you know, ghost them. I'm not going to respond because either, you know, I don't know how to respond or I'm worried about how it's going to feel. If it causes some upset, I don't know how to handle that. And that's what this app not only helps you respond in a way that meets your needs and cares for their needs, but it also helps you process. So I, it'll, you can ask it, for example, how do I, what do I say to myself when that person reacts this way so that I can stay calm and connected? Or what are things I can say in response if they get really angry, right? So it can also arm you with some things that you can say that will bring you to connection, no matter what the reaction is of the other person. Because a lot of people, when they don't respond, they're trying to meet needs, right? Or when the people, whatever someone does, they're trying to meet needs. So the point is to get clear on what those needs are and then say, hey, can we, can we meet those needs in a way that's even more effective and more caring than just not responding or using the words you would typically use or not being someone's friend. Those are very painful strategies. So anyway, very excited to have a tool that can support people in real time. You know, I had someone that uh, was talking about using it when they're on their way home from work and had a bad day. And they can just talk to this AI who can help connect with their feelings and needs. The other day I used it when I was really upset at something uh, around with my daughter. I was in an argument with my wife and I said, hold on a second, because I knew she couldn't give me empathy because she was needing empathy. So I said, pause and let me get some empathy real quick. It helped me get clear on what my feelings and needs were. I sort of regulated a little bit and then I was able to share with her the feelings and needs and we had a very connected conversation. So to me, it doesn't replace human. A lot of people are worried about AI replacing human connection. And what we find is that it if, if used in this way, it's enhancing human, connect, human connection because right now humans are struggling. I appreciate that on so many levels because I do think that there has been a hesitation, even on my part, hesitation of AI, like, you know, we're just going to live in this robot world where nobody's nobody's human anymore. And and I, and I love the utilization of it in this way um, because it feels like, it feels a lot more helpful and conducive to what the society needs versus... Um, you know, what a lot of companies are using it as, which is, you know, getting rid of employees and, um, right. you know, so this, this feels a lot more humanistic. And so I appreciate the, the utilization and the discussion of this, because I'm hoping that it will also inspire other people who are considering using or building on AI to use it in, in more humanistic ways. So thank you for this discussion and for continuing to be a creator <laughs> in this space. <laughs> Thank you for your support and your encouragement. That feels really wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Wellness to wonderful. I love it. Where can people go to learn? I know the AI is still in the works, but what what is the primary place for We Be Calm? 
So we become, you can get it, uh, you go to the website, which is uh, weebe, W-E-B-E, and then com, K-A-L-M dot com. Very and you easy. can get just it on there. It comes with, yeah, just remember the K. You could probably, you could actually spell it with a C and you'll still get there, but the brand is with a K and it, like I said, it comes with the device and the, the bracelets. There's an adult bracelet and a bracelet for the child to work together. And it's really about partnering and collaborating so everybody can have more calm in their lives. I love it. Thank you so much. And it uh, looks like we might just need to have a standing order for yearly, <laughs> yearly podcast, because I don't know what you're coming up with next. <laughs> and it inspires me. So thanks again. A huge thank you to Dr. Letterman for sharing his latest project and the project he has up and coming. Just so you know, there is a coupon code for Weeby Calm that he has shared with us. It is in the show details, but 15% off if you use the code wellness, the number two, wonderful. So the word wellness, the number two, and then the word wonderful all together will get you 15% off. So don't miss that in the show details. Thank you again to Dr. Letterman and to all of you for listening. I will see you here again next time.